Hey guys, Dr. Heather Moore here. Today we're going to talk about when you have pain going down your leg. This could be uh, a pain that goes just into your butt. This could be a pain that goes all the way down to the back of your leg, back of your knee, and even into your toes. Some of it might be numbness and tingling. Some of it might be just some pain. So we're going to kind of go over the who, what, why, and how, and how to resolve that pain that's going down your leg. So the first you have to understand is what is numbness and tingling and understanding why you're having numbness and tingling. Numbness and tingling means there's a nerve that is involved. Usually when your leg falls asleep because you've been sitting on it too long, that's a completely different story. Uh, that's usually a circulation issue. But any other time you have a numbness or a tingling, you're looking at a nerve involvement. Nerves are going to come out the back and they're going to go through the disc. And the disc is just a little jelly donut that is in your back and in the middle there's some little gushy things that if it gets out that little gush in the middle kind of pokes out it's going to start to irritate that nerve well that little poking out and irritating the nerve can cause that pain to go all the way down your back and into your legs the nerve can also be affected as muscles get tight it's not just from the disc so if your muscles are getting tight and they are actually becoming as the muscles get tight they get shorter and as they get shorter, they can start to compress that nerve. So as those muscles get tight and they start to bother that nerve, they can wind up causing some irritation, some numbness, some tingling. So just because you have a herniated disc doesn't mean that you're going to have numbness and tingling. And just because you have a herniated disc and you have numbness and tingling, the numbness and tingling may not be coming from the uh, disc. It may be coming from muscles that are actually tight. The numbness can travel down your back, into your leg, and into your feet. So there is no real specific pattern that we say everyone will fall into this. There are specific patterns that nerves travel, which really doesn't affect you too much. Uh, that's more for your doctor to figure out when you're trying to decide the level of the disc herniation. So you can have numbness or pain that goes down into your butt. You can have that goes down into the back of your leg, into the front of your leg, into the back of the knee, into the back of the calf. Uh, you may have it just in your feet. It depends on which part of the nerve is being affected. If you have pain, it's usually associated with something else. So many times people will come into the clinic and say, I have numbness and tingling. I also have a lot of pain. My doctor may have herniated disc and that's what's causing my pain. Herniated discs don't cause pain directly. Herniated disc, if your disc is bulging or it is herniating, what's going to happen is it's going to cause numbness and tingling. Most of the time, the pain that you feel in your back is associated with muscle issues. So it's not a bulging disc that is causing the pain. It's a disc problem that is causing the numbness and tingling. Oftentimes, the numbness and tingling is affected by posture Changing one of these two things will go away. So a lot of times if you're standing and you start to feel that numbness and tingling and then you move and it goes away, that's because you affected how that nerve was being compressed and you moved and it went away. Same thing if you're sitting. If you're sitting, the pain goes away when you move. The pain or, or the numbness and the tingling go away when you stand up. That's usually indicative of the disc just being moved into a different position as you sit or as you stand. Unfortunately, numbness and tingling is signs of worse things to come. So it's not something that's going to sit there and be dormant for a while. If you have numbness and tingling, it's signs of much worse things to come, such as motor loss. 
So you might not be able to use your muscles as effectively if you continue to ignore numbness and tingling causes. So if you're experiencing numbness and tingling, there has to be a nerve involved. Muscles, ligaments, joints, and bones do not cause numbness and tingling. So when we are talking about numbness and tingling, we're talking about a nerve. Numbness and tingling is a warning sign that you let things go on for too long already and that if you continue, can eventually lead to loss of muscle strength and function. So when you have numbness and tingling, whether it's a disc that's out of place or a muscle that's too tight, it's a sign that things have progressed more than where they should and you really need to seek some sort of help in order to eliminate this numbness and tingling. Don't ignore it. It's not going to go away on its own, even though I know many times, most times it starts off as intermittent numbness and tingling. What I mean is you're sitting at work, you'll get numbness and tingling into your feet, you'll stand up, it goes away. This can and will progress to numbness and tingling into the back of the knee, into the, into the leg. So just because your numbness and tingling is able to be resolved by a change of position now, if you are experiencing it and you can remember the last time you had numbness and tingling, then this is a definite problem. Don't ignore it. You need to get help for this. Um, it can be caused by stenosis, muscle compensation, a herniated disc, or a bulging disc. So muscle compensation. This is one of the greatest things that people ignore when they have a herniated disc. Um, if there's pain associated with the numbness and tingling, there's something outside of nerve involvement. This is what is most commonly seen. We most commonly see a combination of a disc herniation and muscle compensation. There is numbness and tingling down the leg, but there's also back pain or there's leg pain. This is known as muscle compensation. It's quite common to have a herniated disc and muscle involvement, and more often than not, it's the muscle involvement that is causing the irritation as opposed to the disc. So when you have a disc that's herniated and you have muscle involvement, a lot of times once we relieve the muscle involvement, you get complete relief of the numbness and tingling. You get complete relief of the pain. So while there might be a little bit of the nerve being affected by the disc, a lot of times it's the disc being, or the nerve being affected by muscle tightness. And once we actually relieve those muscles of the tightness and we put them back to their normal length, this pain and this numbness and tingling goes away. A specific example of this is called piriformis syndrome, or the I have a pain in my butt. Literally, uh, people will faint, pain, feel pain in the butt after sitting for a long period of time. This pain may feel like it travels from the back into the butt area, and you literally can pinpoint it. This is very common for people to think, oh, it's a nerve, it's, it's disc involvement. Once we release that piriformis, once we get in there and make changes to that piriformis and relax it so that it doesn't affect the nerve anymore, all symptoms are resolved. So there may still be a herniated disc, but we're able to resolve all of the numbness, tingling, pain going into the butt just by relaxing the piriformis muscle. This is also one that people used to describe as I have back spasms. They would come and go and wouldn't be too often. Then eventually they would have more spasms and more spasms. And these spasms all of a sudden started to have numbness and tingling. So muscle compensation can also just start as spasms. And if you remember the last time you were put on the couch because of your back, this is a problem. This is not something that you need to tolerate and it's not something you should tolerate because all of this, when you ignore it or you tolerate it or it just magically goes away, it doesn't magically go away. Your muscles have compensated and now you're back 
has learned a different movement pattern. It's going to eventually fatigue on that new movement pattern because it's not supposed to move that way. Those muscles will then get out. Then they will find new muscles to compensate. It's a snowball effect. The main thing that people need to understand with numbness and tingling is that there's muscle involvement if there is pain and muscle involvement is treatable. Now, you have to understand muscle involvement is treatable and the better outcomes happen when those people dress it first when it starts to happen and not years later. Muscle involvement is able to be completely resolved without medication, injections, or surgery. Most people are afraid to do anything with their back pain because they think it's going to involve surgery, lifetime of medication, or somebody sticking a needle in their back. Not the case. If you start to have spasms and you notice that you're having spasms, you notice that you're sitting at work and you're getting sore or stiff or you know it's a little bit more painful each time you go and drive, you need to worry about this being a progressing to a chronic situation. And how you stop that from progressing to a chronic situation is you treat it. You address it when it's early on. The quicker you address it, the less time and money you will spend. You may get to the point where you may need surgery because you ignored it long enough. But the sooner and the more proactive you are in saying, hey, I have a problem, when you're getting these spasms and you're getting these soreness and you're waking up stiff, the quicker it's going to resolve and the less likely you're going to need an injection or you're going to be on medications for your lifetime or you're going to need surgery. We can really do a lot with conservative medicine the sooner we get to the pain. In fact, most surgeries that fail, fail because no one addressed the muscle involvement that was playing a part in the overall pain. They only fix the nerve, ligament, and the bone in the surgery. So I see a lot of cases of people who come in and say, my surgery failed, I, I have the same exact pain as I did before the surgery, and it's just not getting any better, they're frustrated, they can't live a quality of life anymore because of all of this going on. Well, the problem is, is that before you have surgery, you need to make sure that you address all the muscle involvement. Usually, it's very rare that you go into surgery and don't have some sort of muscle component, some sort of muscle pain, some sort of muscle involvement that needs to be fixed. You need to make sure that you are fixing the muscle involvement, and then you can go in for surgery. It is usually a hand-in-hand -hand approach. It needs to be a hand-in-hand -hand approach. You cannot fix one without fixing the other. Otherwise, you're going to have some not good results. And then you're going to think the surgery failed because no one addressed the muscle component and that needs to be addressed first. Advil and anti-inflammatories do not fix muscle compensation. It only hides the compensation and makes it work. So if you're popping Advil to help with the pain where when it comes on or you get a back spasm, you take two days of Advil and you feel great, you didn't solve anything. Yes, you calm down the inflammation, but again, you've started that snowball. And each time you pop those Advils and you pop any sort of anti-inflammatory, Flexeril, if you go to the doctor, they'll give you a medication, um, you are actually making your problem that much worse. And eventually it's going to catch up to you and you're not going to be able to pop something and be able to you know, get around it. You're going to be forced to address it. And sometimes people wait too long and then they're not able to get back to a quality of life that they deserve to. Uh, new studies have shown that conservative management like physical therapy has better results than any medication. So most of the time, people will go to these, um, you know, care first or, um, you know, whatever these little outpatient urgent care, uh, patient first, these outcare, outpatient centers um, that are 
taking over for emergency rooms. When they go in there because they have back spasms, they're going to give them Flexeril. They're going to give them some sort of medication. They're going to tell them it's going to take the edge off, and that's going to be it. Sometimes it does take the edge off, but it never solves it. And the new study has just been released to show that conservative management, like physical therapy, yoga, different activities like that, actually have better results than if you take any medication whatsoever. If you have spasm or if you get sore at work when you're sitting at a desk in a, ch in a desk chair, if you get stiff while you drive, if you wake up and your back is sore, you've already started on the road to chronic pain. So people who you see who always are complaining of pain or if you know anyone, you have anyone in your life who is on a, a ton of medications or they're going for surgery, they have injections and they're always just complaining about this back pain that they have. If you have stiffness, soreness, you're on the road to that life of chronic pain. So getting it addressed early is what's going to help. The warning signs are subtle at first, but if you listen to them, you can make a full and pain-free recovery and it can be quick. If you are catching your spasms right when they start, you know, and you come in and you say, hey, I just, you know, had some spasms. I, I was sitting at work and, you know, my back was really sore. We can address that fairly quickly and fairly easily. Whereas if you come in and you can't get off the couch for a day or two or you can't sit still uh, because the pain is so great, it's going to take us a lot longer and results sometimes are not always as good if you wait too long. Herniated discs. So herniated and bulging discs are the same exact thing. I want to kind of clear that up. In the medical world, there are different levels of herniation that we look at, but for the most part, when we say herniated and bulging, it means the exact same thing. And it's very commonly diagnosed. So most uh, people in walking around, 70% of us have a bulging disc. Now I have bulging discs in my back. I have no pain. I have no numbness and no tingling. So I can... I'm living proof that you can have herniated discs and not have any issues. So you want to be careful of taking this diagnosis and thinking that, oh, well, it's just a herniated disc and I have to go X, Y, and Z just to, her just to treat the herniated disc. If you have back pain, chances are it's not coming from the herniated disc. If you have pain and numbness and tingling, that's a combination of muscle compensation and the disc. So again, you want to address both of those. If you have pain but no numbness and tingling and the MRI shows a bulging disc, then you have muscle compensation and that disc bulging is not playing a part in your back pain yet. So make sure you understand that just because you're going in an MRI um, and you see a bulging disc, and x-rays will not show this, but if you get an MRI and you see a bulging disc, it's not indicative of back pain that you're experiencing. It may have nothing to do with the back pain you're experiencing. It's a diagnosis that came from an MRI. You got to put all the signs and symptoms together in order to make a correct diagnosis. This is most common in people in their 40s. Surgery can be successful if it's only disc involvement. So a lot of these surgeries when they're correcting the disc, and there's a bunch of different surgeries I'm not going to get into in order to make this a success, uh, will help. Um, Poor posture is a common cause of disc herniation. This is where I see these surgeries fail is that people go and get them resolved and then they wind up sitting in the chair the exact same way they were. If you go back and you do the exact same thing you do, it's going to fail again. It's going to bulge again. So the surgery might be blamed as a failure. It's the problem is nobody fixed why it failed in the first place. Unless you are in a, you know, a traumatic accident, a fall, an accident, something where those discs were forced to immediately bulge, they didn't just bulge overnight. 
They bulge because you were sitting improperly, standing improperly, lifting improperly, whatever it may be, sleeping. There was a reason they bulged. There was a reason they herniated. If you don't address those, they're going to do it again. So if you sit all day for a living and you spend 8 to 12 hours herniating your discs, you're sitting incorrectly and you're causing yourself to have numbness and tingling. And if you did go through surgery, you're going to cause that surgery to fail. If you have surgery and you don't fix the posture and the muscle involvement, the surgery can be unsuccessful. And I see this a lot where people are blaming the surgeons, blaming an unsuccessful surgery because they didn't fix the reasons that they had pain. They didn't fix the posture and they didn't fix the muscle comp compensation. Then we have stenosis. So this is a closing of the spinal canal. This is usually seen in 60 and older adults. It's also called degenerative disc disease. Again, once we start to age, our discs are going to start to degenerate. That is just how life works. So again, if you go get an MRI and you get this and it says, okay, you're starting, you have a little bit of a, a DDD or DJD, degenerative joint disease. This is also, um, both of those things are commonly seen on an MRI. doesn't mean you have stenosis, but be aware that a bulging disc or DJD or DDD usually start to come as you age. Pain that this is um, indicative of pain that goes down both legs with standing and walking, and it's gonna go away with sitting. So if the minute you sit down, all your pain goes away, you're looking at a stenosis situation. This is gonna occur in both legs. It's common in, commonly in those over 65. This is not common in people over 65, but it is more common when you reach 65. This is, uh, the disease or the um, diagnosis where we say you need to have a sharp shopping cart to lean on and walk. You need to kind of bend over and have that shopping cart there so you're able to walk and not have that pain go down the leg. So what are you supposed to do? So first of all, you got to find out the correct diagnosis. That's important. You have to find all of the correct diagnosis. Is it just the disc? Is it disc and muscle? Is it disc, muscle, ligament? Find out everything that's going on. There needs to be a determination. You can't just treat one thing if four things are going on. So, you know, as the snowball builds and gets bigger and bigger, we need to reverse that. And we need to make sure that we're reversing that and addressing all the issues. If we just take one and ignore the others, it's not going to work. Posture correction. Posture correction with low back pain is imperative. And this is where everyone says, I know, I know, I know. I have terrible posture. And then they do nothing or they overcorrect and sit up extremely straight. These are both wrong. If you want the magic pill, which everybody does, postures it. Posture, making sure you have correct posture and sitting and standing is the magic pill to get your back pain correct. And it's really not a lot of work. And we have some other videos that we can show you where we talk about correct posture. But it really needs to come from, you know, everyday routine, doing it over and over again so it becomes part of your everyday life. Foam rolling. Foam rolling is another way to treat, and it's also another way to figure out if the problems in the muscles. If you hop on a foam roller for five to ten minutes a day, you get some pain, you have some issues, you want to make sure that you are doing everything you can to keep those muscles loose. Um, and if you do wind up foam rolling and you notice pain, spend a little extra time on those muscles. That means there's something going on. It's not that the foam roller's broke. It's not that, oh, if I did this, you know, uh, you know, if my neighbor did this, he would do, have this problem too. No, if you get on a foam roller, yeah, and again, we have some other videos that show foam rolling, and you foam roll, it will, and you have pain, it's indicative of a problem going on. How you sleep is also another thing that falls under the posture column 
column that if you do not sleep in correct positions, and you run the risk of having pain or damage to your muscles or nerves. Sleeping on your back or side is the best position to sleep in. Stomach sleepers, if you're sleeping on your stomach, you're going to want to need to get off the off of your stomach. It is not a good way to sleep. You're really hurting in a lot of discs. Get up. Getting up and moving can help you decrease your pain. If you sit or stand in one static posture, if you sit for too long, if you stand for too long, Either one of these can be detrimental. That's why when everyone switched to a standing desk and then they were standing for eight hours, they were having a lot of problems also. 15 minutes. Sit for 15 minutes. Stand for 15 minutes. If you have to sit for longer, then just get up and walk around your chair. When I say get up, you don't have to get up for 15 minutes, walk around, talk with your office mates. You need to get up out of your chair, walk around it, and sit back down. That's going to reset your posture. You can get sucked into a computer for hours and hours and hours in the same exact posture. So all of those disc herniations that are occurring are going to continue to occur. Seek help. If you find that your back pain is getting worse, you should seek help. You need to seek professional guidance. I know most people are afraid to figure out what's going on because it might require injections or surgery or something like that. The sooner you figure it out, the less expensive, the less time consuming, and the less you're going to need to do in order to fix it. Most of these things that people come and see me with, had they come and see me six months earlier, a year earlier, would have been a breeze to solve. But they waited for so long that now it's a little more in depth. Now, the longer you wait, the more things become involved. If you want to find out more, you can come to our back workshops or our webinar. The link is posted uh, in the comments below so you are able to sign up and we can help you. This is a free workshop and we're able to help you discuss some of your back pain and look at it a little bit more in depth. These are occurring at either our Hatfield, Pennsylvania or our North Wales, Pennsylvania locations.